Welcome to The Wealthy and Well Woman, a podcast that celebrates choosing a life of overflow. If you're looking to grow your business, live on purpose, and feel your best while doing it, then you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Kat Sanuski, the business coach for wellness leaders and visionary female entrepreneurs, founder of Be Well Events and international yoga teacher and trainer. My goal in this podcast is to help you curate your life by design and claim your dream business by giving you actionable tips and trainings that help you get out of your own way, step into your power and monetize your magic. I'll be bringing you a thought training or interview from experts that will help you break through your fears, take action and grow into those massive visions that you can't stop thinking about. I am so happy you're here. Now let's get started. Hello, welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Kat Sanuski. I'm so excited to have you here today. And today's episode is going to be more of a personal life update, all the pregnancy things, birth plan, what is happening to my business and how I'm shifting my business, expecting my first child. So if you're looking for more of the business strategy or the business focused podcast episodes, go back and listen to one of the many podcast episodes I've already recorded or we'll be back on schedule next week with more of the business-focused trainings and things like that. So I'm excited for this episode. It's going to be so fun. These are just a lot of questions that I've been asked over the last several weeks and throughout my pregnancy. Um, These conversations have come up with some friends and clients and colleagues Um, from those that are not currently pregnant or have children and kind of like wondering the ins and the outs and also those that are pregnant as well or those that have kids and they're kind of wondering um, different experiences and how uh, managing business and everything plays into that. So I'm just going to give you the DL on everything that's been happening for me and Um, what I've been choosing to do. Again, this is my first baby, so I'm definitely no pro. I'm just excited to share with you today. It's going to be everything from what I've been doing with fitness and diet to like fashion things, maternity wear, what I've been finding and living in and um, weird like pregnancy pains and things I've experienced and how they've kind of like shifted or affected work. And then my plan with business, really what I have shifted to, what I'm planning on doing for maternity leave, and then my birth plan. So first things first is the diet or like, (laughs) I shouldn't even say diet, but um, like what I've been doing about food, what I've been craving. I haven't had any of the weird, crazy pregnancy cravings. This is something that people I think are just curious about and always love to ask, but I haven't had anything weird like, I don't know, pickles and maple syrup. I don't know. (laughs) I haven't had anything strange, but I have craved different things, I guess, than I normally would eat. I I joke that in my first trimester, I felt so terrible. Um, I wasn't actually getting sick, but I was just nauseous so much. I was super fatigued. Kind of your typical first trimester pains of nausea and fatigue. And I had always thought before I got pregnant that it, you know, I would still eat really well and all that. And the first trimester, definitely I did not, you know, I tried to hang on to some of the small things that I could do, like smoothies, I could still do, um, protein bars, like things like that. But, um, I, 
used to eat a lot of eggs. I couldn't even look at eggs. I used to eat a lot of meat and vegetables, couldn't even look at meat, like wanted to puke if I thought about meat or if it was anywhere around me. And I craved a lot of, I guess, like comfort food, but unhealthy bad things that I would typically not eat a lot. So like pizza, mac and cheese, um, like all those comfort foods, tons of carbs, really that first trimester was like so many carbs and I feel like there was a lot of a lot of pizza and mac and cheese I did get um I do make like pizza bagels or or pizza English muffins at home where um I'll do just do like the Dave's Killer English muffins or I found these better bagels which are lower carb higher protein bagels which I've been loving I didn't find those in my first trimester I found those more recently and I've been ordering those and those are a super amazing alternative to regular bagels they just have better clean ingredients and they they have more protein Um, so check out those by the way none of the none of the things that I'm sharing here of course are like sponsored I'm not getting kickbacks for anything I'm just I just am totally sharing my experience and what has worked for me and what I've liked. Um, the one thing actually that I do partner with is the Shackley products. And I've been a partner with them for, geez, I think like five or six years now. Um, so those are the only things that if you were to purchase those with my links that I would get commissions from basically, but everything else is just my experience and what I've used. And the Shackley is what I use and have loved and I did not use their prenatal and I'll get into that um, but um, all of the other stuff is just what I have loved and found helpful during pregnancy so yeah the better bagels those have been really good and I wanted lots of sweets I can't even remember what I was eating for sweets now in the first trimester but I definitely remember sweets and like cookies things like that and carbs is pretty much all I wanted so that was difficult second trimester turned around I was feeling a lot better Joe my fiance started making me spinach and eggs every morning uh so that's been amazing that was towards like the end of my second trimester and he's still doing that so so grateful for that because that's such a good way to start the day now my after the first trimester it's been a lot easier like I haven't had the nausea I'm now in my third trimester and I and and the nausea hasn't come back so so grateful we'll see what happens over the next eight weeks (laughs) but right now I have a lot of cravings for veggies fruit Um, I've been loving watermelon for some reason, like crushing watermelon. And these are all things I liked before, but I just wasn't craving them so heavily. Like I want them around all the time now. Um, Really into Halo Top ice cream. Try to, again, pick the better alternative of the Halo Top than regular ice cream. Um, And Halo Top specifically, I love the red velvet flavor, which is a flavor I never had before. I don't know if it's a new flavor or just like a random pregnancy drew me to that flavor I don't know but it's so good so I have been liking that I have protein shakes every day and I love the Shackley protein so that's what I use for that they also have a greens powder I really am trying to focus on upping my veggie intake because I've never been I mean even though I was vegetarian for like seven years (laughs) in my 20s for some reason, after that, after I went back to meat, I've, I haven't been amazing at getting a lot of veggies in. So I'm trying to be better about that, especially being pregnant and being more just conscious of 
you know, what I'm eating is either helping the baby or not helping the baby. So although I definitely entertain my cravings and I definitely have more ice cream and cookies, I try to definitely find better options and also balance that out with more vegetables, more greens. The greens powder helps for me with that, like I said, Joe is making me eggs and, and uh, sauteed spinach in the morning, which is so helpful, like starting the day with spinach and eggs. Um, and then I just try to sneak them in. I've been loving, I've been loving um, a roasted zucchini lately has been super good. Um, we do roasted broccoli, asparagus, and then I try to sneak spinach in and, you know, lettuce and things on sandwiches throughout the day. Um, but the green powders really, the greens powder really helps with that. And then also by Shackley, the ginger drops really helped when I did have the nausea. I don't use those anymore, but uh, they have like these ginger, they almost look like cough drops, but they're, um, I think they're called stomach ease. So they're specifically made to help with nausea. And those were, I, I liked those a lot as well. For prenatals, I did start on the Shackley prenatals. They have a drink and I did it for probably like the first month. I don't know how I did it that long because it's a powder and it tastes pretty fishy. Like it just has a weird taste to me. And that could have been also partially the first trimester, just nausea and everything seeming gross but yeah I couldn't do it, it got I thought it would be easier to have the drink but it's just easier to me to swallow pills I don't have a problem swallowing pills so I switched to Perel I think is the brand um and I've really been liking that they have different form like packets of vitamins for each trimester so they have your first trimester second trimester you do auto ship it's so easy and um they tailor it to what you need in each trimester. So I've been really liking those. Those are super easy. Uh, definitely been eating more carbs overall. I didn't eat a ton of carbs before, not necessarily like partially because of body composition, but also just, you know, I would have sandwiches. I loved sandwiches. That's something that I've missed a little bit is having like <laughs> subs, you know, like Italians and things like that because not being able to, I haven't been doing any deli meat um, and and whatnot. I did do a tuna sub recently, which was super delicious and like egg salad I would do, but um, I haven't been doing many of those. So I've never been like super strict on carbs. I just didn't eat a ton of them before and I definitely do more now. Um, like I, I definitely sneak in uh, like cereal. I love, I've found a good protein cereal that I've really liked can't think of the name right now. I love Magic Spoon as well, but there's another one in the grocery store that um, is similar to that, and I can't think of what it's called right now, but um, I've been doing that a lot, and the Better Bagel pizzas, and um, I do probably, I do a decent amount of protein bars, not a ton, but I definitely like to add them in, um, and I do the Oikos yogurt which has high protein so I've been still really trying to stick to my hundred and like roughly 120 130 grams of protein per day <clears throat> that is like the same amount of grams as body weight so before I got pregnant I weighed 120 so I was like that was kind of my range and I really actually just kept it around that I haven't like shifted it based on my weight gain through pregnancy but that's been working really well for me as well and I don't I did actually track my macros quite often before I got pregnant and 
I did start tracking them. I would say, you know, I continued kind of in the first trimester, but that was a little difficult just because I felt so terrible that it just kind of added this added pressure on me. And I didn't really, I didn't like that or feel like it was helpful for anything. So I just stopped when I started feeling better in the second trimester, I did start tracking again. I haven't been tracking now. Um, because I feel like I've tracked so long that I've kind I kind of eat a lot of the same things and I, and whenever I do track just out of curiosity, I'm always in the right range. Um, but definitely not strict <laughs> during pregnancy on any of that. I did it more so for a while to be like, Oh, I'm curious, you know, what I'm consuming here. And if I'm getting the right you know, a good amount of things. I did totally change my macros to, like I said before, I was probably like 20% carbs, um, 40, 30, 40% protein and like 30-ish percent fat, something around there. And then, um, during pregnancy from some of the research that I did and what looked like the best support for the baby was, more carbs, more fat. So I upped those and lower protein, but I still tried to hit that, um, around 120 grams of protein a day, but I upped the carbs and the fat as well. So I went down a little bit in the protein, I guess, kind of, I guess by the percentage, I didn't prioritize it quite as much, but, um, and then I upped the carbs and the fat and the fat was higher, like closer to 40%. Yeah, so that's what I've been doing for food. That's been my experience, and those have been the things. Oh, I do still do caffeine. I know not everyone does. From any of the research that I've done, it seemed uh, harmless as, as well as it was in smaller doses, so that's been my decision that I do still have coffee. I don't do like some of the teas and the like I don't do any energy drinks or anything that could have other stuff in it. I just try to keep it to like strictly coffee when I do it, like plain coffee where I can track the milligrams and I only have around like 50 to 70 milligrams a day. So I have a very limited amount, which is like the same amount as a green tea or something, a little bit more than that. So I have I have limited caffeine a lot, but I do still have it. Lately, I've been doing um, my smoothies with, like I've been doing a coffee. You might have seen this if you follow me on Instagram because I shared it. I've been obsessed with it. Um, And it's just banana, ice. I do the Stoke cold brew coffee, just six ounces of that. And then I do a little bit of almond milk and um, some protein powder. And I blend that as like my morning coffee slash smoothie as well. And that's been really good. Uh, sometimes I throw the greens powder in there. I try to, but it does kind of change the, the, the taste of it. So I don't do it every time, but I do like to throw it in there sometimes, but obsessed with that. Um, that's all I can think about as far as the actual, like what I've been eating and, um, things like that go. I'm definitely not, like I said, like strict at all, but I am trying not to just like eat whatever as an excuse for being pregnant. Um, because yeah, I just don't want to go crazy and get in more of like the habit of eating a lot of stuff that isn't necessarily healthy or good for any of my goals. Um, and then that it's just going to be that much harder after I give birth. And so, yeah, I've been, I've been trying to make better, at least if I have cravings, trying to make better decisions around, okay, swapping 
I don't know, like regular ice cream for protein ice cream or regular cereal for protein cereal or, you know, the bagels, like finding better options. Uh, As far as fitness and movement and self-care goes, this has been a big one for me as well. And I'm really grateful to be able to have all of the support and be able to do all of these things. And I found just really amazing practitioners um, that have been so, so helpful. So as far as fitness goes, obviously, because my fiance owns a gym and is a personal trainer, I am a little spoiled there where he gives me workouts and I can go into the gym um, whenever I want and do those. So I've been doing three days a week pretty consistently. I would say that started, I was still doing boot camps and, and more of like the jumping and things like that got pretty uncomfortable for me. So I stopped going to the boot camps and it just has felt a lot better for me to do just like weightlifting strength training so that's what i've been doing since i would say around the the second trimester probably um like early to mid second trimester i've been doing that and i am still doing that now into my third trimester again not something that i'm trying to force or push you know throughout the whole time just kind of doing week to week now seeing how i feel if it starts to create a ton of pain or anything like that i'm not going to do it but so far i've been feeling really good there um i do have a weird <laughs> pregnancy carpal tunnel which i never knew was a thing i joke that all of these symptoms like all of the things that i have i'm like i never knew that was a thing before actually getting pregnant <laughs> um but yeah that's been like my most annoying thing that I've experienced in pregnancy is I have pregnancy carpal tunnel. My hands have gotten so swollen. I can't even get my engagement ring beyond like my first knuckle. My hands are quite swollen. Um, and because of that, I guess it can compress the nerves or something that my doula mentioned. And it's, it's common to create carpal tunnel. So I've been having pain in my hands and my wrists, not the end of the world, pretty annoying, definitely hurts, but it is what it is. And uh, other than that, I've been feeling really good. If I'm really tired or my body's feeling kind of sore, um, I have skipped a workout or two, you know, just for extra time to recovery for recovery. So I do definitely listen to my body there, uh, but still feeling good. I'm actually about to head to my workout right after this. So still feeling good there. Yoga actually is what f- has felt almost more difficult to me just with all of I don't know why it's, it's, I, that really surprised me is I thought, you know, I've been doing yoga for 10 years and teaching 10 plus years and I love yoga and it's like so natural to me that that's going to be no problem at all, but that has changed a lot, (laughs) totally changed. I was still going to classes like heated vinyasa classes or, or not really like the hot ones, but like the warm, because you're not supposed to do, you're not supposed to get your body temperature too high uh, in pregnancy. And I didn't do any in my first trimester that was started in second trimester, but I did find that that was pretty like going to classes got pretty annoying because just flowing through chaturangas and not feel well for me, anything like on the back for extended period of time, can't do anything on the belly. So there's just a lot that um, you can't do or you have to modify, which also grateful for my background and knowledge in that is I'm able to do that. But that's really actually been pretty surprising as far as the movement goes that I've really pulled away from more of the yoga. I, I would say I'm definitely doing more like stretching right now and that's been helpful. But 
I pretty much focus on the three days a week strength training, and then I do lots of walks, try to get at least 7,500 steps a day, and uh, get Winston (laughs) out for a nice walk at least once or twice a day. So that's what I've been doing there. As far as the self-care goes and kind of managing pain or anything with that, I have been also since I would say, again, like early second trimester, early to mid second trimester, I've been doing bi-weekly chiropractic appointment adjustments, which has been really good. And I've also been doing bi-weekly massage. So I alternate, like I'll do massage one week, uh, like a 60 minute massage one week, and then my chiropractic adjustment the next week. And I just go back and forth like that. That's worked really well for me. I have debated, um, when I talked to my chiropractor in the earlier on, she had mentioned, you know, as you get closer, you're going to want to do more adjustments. But as we've talked about it, that's still been working really well. And she's like, yeah, I think you're good with alternating. If you're doing the massage in the Cairo, I think that, um, that seems to be working really well. So I think you're good to stick with that. So, so far, that's what I have continued to do. I don't know if maybe I'll need to up that, um, you know, for the last month or something, we'll see what happens there. And, um, I also have swapped my office chair, which I wish I did this way before I got pregnant actually, because it just feels so much better. And I always heard this was good for you, but I just didn't really, I don't know. I wasn't motivated enough to do it. And since being pregnant, I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. So the yoga ball slash birth ball slash exercise ball, whatever you want to call it, I swapped that for a chair and, um, that has been one of the best purchases. It's so funny. My fiance, Joe, loves to stretch on the ball. Like He uses it almost more than I do, I think, because uh, he stretches on it like a.m. and p.m. My niece, Kaylee, who is 12, also loves the, the ball. She like bounces around on it and does stretches and stuff when she's here. So I'm like, hey, that was like the best $30 I ever spent. So yeah your sign to get a yoga ball or exercise ball if you don't already have one for a chair or just to entertain people. Um, Let's see what else. So along with those pains that I've been managing, I already mentioned the carpal tunnel and pretty swollen hands are are really the worst things. My toes are kind of swollen too, but they're not as bad as I feel like I usually hear about swollen feet and ankles and mine. I mean, they're definitely swollen, but I feel like my hands are more noticeable to me. So that's been interesting. Um, feet and low back definitely start to hurt if I'm standing for a long time, pretty normal and and to be expected, I would say. Um, nothing extreme, but obviously just listening to my body and trying to rest more in the evenings when I can, put my feet up, that type of thing. Sleep definitely has become more challenging. I was a strict back sleeper. So any of my back sleepers, you probably can relate to this if you've been pregnant. Uh, If not, this could be a challenge for you if you plan to get pregnant. So sleep has been difficult, mostly just sleeping on my side because it's so weird for me. Like I'm so used to just sleeping on my back, not moving. And that's been interesting. Definitely in my third trimester, I've noticed overall sleep has gotten a little bit more difficult just because of how my body feels and kind of tossing and turning and my like hips sometimes get like this dull ache from sleeping on my side. Um, I do have a pregnancy pillow. I got the sleepy belly pillow, which is nice because it's like a little wedge without being this huge thing. I didn't love the idea of having like 
a huge pillow that wraps around my body. I just feel like I already, I don't know, it makes me feel a little claustrophobic. Like even the pillow that I'm using now feels like aggressive, but it does definitely help support the belly, kind of wedge me in so I don't roll onto my back and sleep flat on my back, which they say is not great. So that's been working well for me and I don't take anything to sleep. Before I got pregnant, I did use melatonin fairly often. Um, so I was like, Ooh, is this going to be weird? (laughs) But I've been sleeping just fine. I did in my first trimester take Unisom. I had never actually heard of Unisom before pregnancy, but my nurse and doctors basically said in my first trimester that it can help with both sleeping and nausea. So I did take it once in a while in my first trimester, but I haven't taken it since. I think if sleep got really challenging, maybe I'd go back to taking like a half tablet of of the Unisom or something like that. But so far, I'm still I'm still doing good. I'm still getting good sleep. Um, I just noticed, obviously, like being pregnant, yeah, it's a little different sleeping than than it was before. All right, let's see what else. So before we go into the biz and birth plan. I'll just say what I've been doing as far as clothes because that's something I've been talking to a lot of either my, so my cousin who is kind of like my sister is also pregnant right now, which is so exciting. So I'm just thinking of like some of the conversations that I've been having, some of the things that people have been asking me on, on the gram and in the question box. So for what I've been finding for uh, maternity wear, I am in honestly yoga clothes a lot <laughs> so I kind of stick to that um, I I got these maternity biker shorts from Target I think they were and I honestly have been like living in those I don't know why they just you know being over the summer and things and they just have like a high support on the belly and they're just easy to throw on like a crop top or a tee and then have the biker shorts so I've honestly been wearing those so much also the lulu align leggings have i'm still wearing the same lulu line leggings that i had before i got pregnant and they still fit and they're still really comfortable so that's been amazing um, and i had a bunch of those and that's a lot of what i wore before too so that's been really good and um, i did get a couple of just maternity tees like a white black and and a beige one And those have been super helpful just throwing on with like the leggings or the biker shorts. And then um, tying my shoes was getting really annoying, (laughs) like tying sneakers, bending over. I would say like mid second trimester started to get really annoying. So um, I was searching for great, cute, you know, I love white sneakers. And so I was looking for nice, easy slip on sneakers and I found the Allbirds, which I love. So I've been rocking those all the time. They're super easy to slip on. Um, For more of like dinner or events or things like that, when I want to dress up a little bit more, again, Target, surprisingly, I found a couple cute dresses from maternity dresses from Target. And I actually got so many compliments on them from people that weren't pregnant. Like, where are those from? I'm like, oh, they're actually maternity from Target, randomly enough. Um, also the bump suit I've loved as soon as I got pregnant and I saw the bump suit, I was like, oh my God, I need one of those. Uh, that is 
like full length. It's not biker shorts. It's um, like leggings and a top. So it's been pretty hot. So I, and I do definitely notice my body temperature runs way hotter than it used to. So I've been rocking the the shorts a lot more than that, just because it's, it's a little thicker material as well, but I feel like that's going to be amazing for like my birth month, <laughs> October, cause it's super stretchy and, uh, it is a little bit thicker. Also, what's kind of annoying about the jumpsuits is you have to pee so much when you're pregnant. So the jumpsuits are cute, but they're like kind of annoying when you have to strip down, you know, to go to the bathroom every 10 minutes. Um, so that's my only complaint with that. I also got just an Amazon jumpsuit. I think I saw on one of the blogger pages or something jumpsuit with shorts and it's a similar thing it's a similar idea as the bump suit it's just like a black jumpsuit but it has shorts so i've been rocking that a little bit too but i would say like those biker shorts are just so comfy i love those and let's talk biz stuff now i think i covered like all the other categories so biz stuff Okay, how I've been transitioning my business to align with where, how I want my lifestyle to be and also just making things more easeful while I'm giving birth. Obviously, I'm not wanting to be super stressed and have a bunch of work. You know, as an entrepreneur, you don't get maternity leave like you would at a corporate job, so it's a little bit different. But I felt like my body was kind of naturally preparing me for this phase like for shifting into this phase even at the end of last year before I got pregnant which is really pretty cool um because last year and I've shared this on the podcast before in 2022 I was launching and creating I believe it was 19 or 20 somewhere around there new offers that I created and launched into the world and sold So that is a lot of energy and I'm a manifesting generator. Don't get me wrong. I get these sparks and these new ideas and I love to move on them. I love to put them out into the world. That's super fun for me. And there was nothing where I was like, oh my God, I'm so stressed. I mean, at points, yeah, last year, but I was loving it. Like it was awesome. I wanted to create all these and I was just in that creative energy and just like pumping them out. And that obviously, like for the phase that I'm moving into right now, would just not be super aligned for me. And that kind of died down at the end of last year. And I had this natural kind of pullback from business last year. Not that I didn't love my work anymore. Not that I wasn't still super passionate. I don't know. It was just kind of this like retreat in. And I kind of just didn't fight it and let it happen and I had a bunch of trips this year which is so interesting because obviously I didn't know I was going to be pregnant I mean I knew it was a possibility and you know of course my partner and I had talked about it and uh but we didn't like fully plan for it it was it was more like if it happens cool if it doesn't I don't know we'll we'll just see just very casual about it um so it was still a surprise when I found out like, oh wow. Okay. That's happening. Um, and so I had multiple trips. Like I was supposed to lead a retreat in Bali. I was, um, I had, I I think like four or five 
trips. I was supposed to go to California for a mastermind retreat. I was supposed to do Peru and Colombia, which I did still lead the retreat in Peru. And that was amazing. I was around 15 or 16 weeks pregnant for that. I was a little nervous of like, oh, how am I going to feel? How is this going to be? And it was amazing. It was great. So super happy that I did that. But weirdly enough, the other ones got canceled like before I even knew I was pregnant. So it was really weird. And I was, I was really upset about it. Like, oh, everything, like nothing feels like it's working, like what's going on. And it ended up being great because if I had all that going on, it would have been a lot more hectic, um, with being pregnant and everything like that, especially like Bali so far away. I still want to make it back to lead a retreat in Bali when the time is right though. And I know that so many of my clients are like so excited about that too. So we will do a, a Bali wealthy and well woman in Bali retreat at some point. But anyways, um, yeah, so I was really having this pullback energy and I wasn't in this like vortex of pumping out offers. It naturally started to shift before I even really knew I was pregnant. So that being said, at this moment, I have pretty much phased out all of the active, like, smaller program launches and programs that I was running and I do not currently have any one-on-one clients I will be taking on so I'm I'm launching Eudaimonia extremely soon that's cart will be opening very soon so I'm my main focus is going to be inside of Eudaimonia which is a group program and it includes all of my offers so all of that amazing creation energy I'm so grateful that I had last year because i created already all of the videos, all of the trainings, all of the components of these different trainings that now in Eudaimonia you'll have access to. So this shift is actually, I think, so much better for my clients, so much better for how I'm going to be working and my energy, and I'll be able to really pour my energy into Eudaimonia solely. And then I do have only three spots available for an upgrade to a one-on-one VIP in Eudaimonia. So those are the only one-on-one clients that I'll be taking on until probably 2024 at some point. So that is going to be my full focus. And that feels so good for me. I know that everyone probably does this differently, but for me, that feels really good to just pour into that group. And I am planning to have around 20 women in that container for the year, which includes everything. And I'm just really excited to support those women so deeply and have that be my primary focus along with my baby and (laughs) raising my baby as well. So I'm going to be pouring into my baby and into my eudaimonia women. And um, as far as maternity leave goes, I am prepping some podcast episodes for about a month and like about a month and a half, like probably six weeks or so. So I will have those scheduled beforehand. I'll be focusing on getting those done and scheduled so it's not any pressure there and I'll have some time off there. And I'm just really feeling grateful. I'm done with all my in-person work actually as of this week. Um, I have dropped, I was doing about 15 to 20 hours a week of in-person yoga, stretching, things like that. So I have dropped that to really focus on being home and giving myself that space, really focusing on eudaimonia, on the launch and the women inside 
And I'm just really, really grateful that I also took the time to build the ability to have a more passive offer like this before getting pregnant. And it's something that I didn't necessarily plan for pregnancy. Like freedom's always been a super strong value of mine. And before that looked like freedom to travel, freedom to have my slow, mindful morning routine, freedom to go, you know, take a yoga or, you know, workout class in the middle of the day, things like that. But it's so naturally shifted into how powerful freedom is now that I'm starting a family, that I want to be home with my baby, that I want to be able to not feel pressure to rush back, to be doing like manual labor or in-person work and being away from home and also have created income that's not reliant on my one-on-one time. I'm able to show up to Eudaimonia on my own time and answer questions and things like that, the sport of the online community and also there's so much support of the community itself that will be happening and then having bi-weekly calls and guest experts i'm able to really show up for the women inside of this container without having it be a ton of my one-on-one time whereas when you're working with with you have a full roster and all of your incomes based on one-on-one clients that's you know weekly your time weekly one-on-one so that's really been a big shift of mine. There was a while in my business where I had strictly one-on-one clients. And so that is obviously a lot more of your personal time commitment. So a lot of this now is able to be done on my own time. And then of course, showing up really strongly for those calls, which I'm super excited about. So that is the the plan and then as far as the birth plan i did hire we hired a doula probably we hired a doula pretty early on i am definitely the type of person that wants to have like as much in place beforehand so i don't feel like there's as much possibility about me to stress about it or have like last minute things like i'm oh i gotta figure this out and I'm so close and I just did everything I could to support that transition and not have it be super stressful. So I hired a doula, we hired a doula pretty early, I would say like early second trimester, mid second trimester, again, somewhere around there. And I'm really excited to have the support of her and she also does the placenta encapsulation, which I'll be doing. Um, I am delivering at a hospital. A lot of people have asked me that if I'm doing like a home birth or a hospital birth, I am doing a, a, a hospital birth and I really like the mix. I feel like that feels most comfortable for me. Everyone has their own opinions on this. And I think that the most important thing is to do what feels really good for you because that's probably going to feel the best in your actual birth. And of course there, like I am planning on delivering, like I would love an unmedicated natural birth, but of course I know that sometimes things come up that can't be controlled. So I'm very open and, you know, my doula and my OB have both said, you know, that's great that you have the mindset of, you know, this is what you want. You're going to try very hard for this, but you're not so stuck on it that you're going to be destroyed if it's not possible to happen for whatever reason. So I like that mix of having the hospital, but also the doula to support and and help during birth with, okay, let's try this. Let's try this as far as different positions and movement and different things that you could do there to help support my desire for an unmedicated natural birth. 
So I will keep you updated after that happens, let you know how it went. But that is my plan. And we have done birth classes through the hospital and uh, we're doing a baby basics class through them. I think that's next week. And we did a tour of the, the hospital as well. So I feel good about those things. Um, and I do feel prepared. We've done, of course, our own research as well and our own reading. And that is the plan for now. I also want to point out how essential support is. I totally practice what I preach both in my business and in my life. Like having the weekly chiropractic, the bi-weekly chiropractic and massage and hiring a doula and getting all of the support that I can really is something that I stand by. If I'm looking to grow my business, I invest in business support. If I'm looking to have a specific goal in my pregnancy to feel really good in my pregnancy and birth, I'm going to hire support to help me get there. So I can't stress this enough. If there is an area of your life or your business or both, honestly, that you need support, we don't rise alone. We don't reach our goals in solitude. We do that with support. And when we have support, it's more easeful in the process. So that's just something I wanted to point out here as well. And last but not least, the nursery is pretty much finished. There's one more thing that's arriving that I'm gonna hang on the wall. And then we need to get a changing pad. And then it's completely done, which feels so good. I love that. Next to-do item is going to be to pack the hospital bags, which I'll probably um, start early again. I would rather have things done early than be rushing to do them later. So I'll probably do that in the next week or two as well. I think that is the update. That is everything that I can think of that I've been, that people have been asking about. Oh, one more thing, name selection. <laughs> we have not picked a name yet. We're kind of struggling. We have a couple top picks and it's just kind of narrowing it down. I think we might do the whole at, in the moment at the hospital choice. I don't know, unless something like flashes to us that we're like, oh, we love this. This is what we have to do. So yes, baby, baby boy does not have a name yet. TBD. And uh, it could happen at the hospital. <laughs> all right. I think I answered all the questions. I shared all the info with you guys, everything that I've been going through. I hope that it was helpful and that maybe something resonated with you. Definitely let me know if it did. Come on over to the IG, let me know, and I will be back with more of the biz things next week. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on today's episode of the Wealthy and Well Woman podcast. I am so grateful that you listened in. If you loved what you heard and you feel called to share, please go leave me a review on iTunes so I can make sure to keep all this good stuff coming your way. Also share this episode with someone you think would absolutely love it. And I will be so grateful. That's how we spread the wealthy and well woman mission together. If you aren't already following me on social media, come and join me by following at Kat Sanuski. I would love to connect with you there. And I cannot wait to connect you with you back here in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and shine as the wealthy and well woman you are.